today's the appearance day. Shriman Bhakti Saranga Sai Maharaj is our Bhavdidi. So we are trying to follow this Tithi today. in one moment of time. He would, his service was to preach the specialities of Prabhupada everywhere, dotted over hostels. Although he was a highly posted government official, still he was doing the seva. Even during his service to the government, he was always uh, preaching Prabhupada's sister. So that time in Dhanbad, Gosai Maharaj, he was a highly posted official in the British government. So Nishikanta Sanyal, he'd go everywhere, where he did not have any friends. He'd go everywhere and glorify Prabhupada, office, court, railway station, bus station, everywhere he'd go. So when Nishikanta Sanyal met Shilagasai Maharaj, then he told him all these uh, specialities of Prabhupada's preaching. And he explained this vichar prachar of Mahaprabhu, this Vaishnava Dharma. He did Kirtan. Then gradually, Vasai Maharaj, he uh, would collect all these editions of the Gaudiya, start by Prabhupada, and he would read all these articles there. That time, Sarangasai Maharaj invited Prabhupada to Dhanbad. Prabhupada, he came with his entourage. There he spoke Harika for the three days and three nights. Then he took Harinam, he took shelter there. Goswami Maharaj's mother also took shelter of Prabhupada along with her son. So it always Nishikanta Goswami Maharaj always listened to Prabhupada's Kata from Nishikanta Sanyal. So one day he asked 
right? One wants to attain shelter very quickly. At the Lord's feet of Bhagawan, then what is the easiest way to attain the shelter? At first, you should go in the presence of Shri Guru, offer everything at his lotus feet. And then Guru automatically, whatever love you offer, respect at his lotus feet, he love for that, per se, at the Lord's feet of Bhagawan. So if we cannot offer ourselves at the Lord's feet of Shri Guru, then how will we possibly attain the Lord's feet of Bhagawan himself? We have to first surrender to Shri Guru. So then Goswami Maharaj, he was thinking, then one day, suddenly, he came with uh, another friend of his, too. Both were highly uh, posted, really officials. So both of them they reached. They came from Krishnanagar. It was very hot during the afternoon. Each Mayapur and Parangurdev, he welcomed them, he cooked many things for them. He received them so much honor and respect. And at that time, Prabhupada Seva, Goswami Maharaj, he offered himself to Prabhupada Seva. As long as he would work, then what would he do? As soon as he finished his work, then like Nishikanta Sanyal, who was also working for the government, he also, like him, he would go door-to-door, house house, preaching. Then some people complained to the government that he's such a highly posted officer, this Bengali Sahib, but why is he going door-to-door, house house, to the homes of all these low-class people? And he's doing Kadakitan there, he's accepting bhiksha from there, rice from there. It was like a very, it was very embarrassing for us that is going to the homes of all these poverty-stricken people. So then, the government said, he always is rendering his duty very nicely. And we selected him from his university because we see, we saw how qualified he was. So uh, he can do whatever he wishes when he finishes his job here. Why should we cut it? Why should we care? Because he's doing his job so nicely, why should we worry? So the government did not listen to any of their complaints. And everywhere it go, he speak Harikata to everyone and attract them to the fold of Vaishnava Dharma. Glorified Prabhupada. Attract everyone at the Lord's feet of Prabhupada and offer them at the Lord's feet of Prabhupada. So many jivas who were looked down upon in society, like the untouchers, the untouchables. He, he offered all of them in the Lord's Feet of Prabhupada. And by this, people would say, that this personality, he is like another form of Bhagavan. Everyone would address him as Panditji. But when they heard his Harira, and witnessed his preaching, saw how effulgent he was. 
How sweet his words were. So attractive. When they said, even if we lose one moment in, in Sansara, and if you cannot use that time for Bhagavan Seva, then one have to bear the consequences himself or herself. So it's not waste one's time. So he'll go preaching every time, everywhere. And whatever collection people would give him, there's respect, honor, faith. Because as soon as if someone sees a sadhu, one, he has faith in him. And once the words of such a sadhu enters one's ears, and that person, then that person who was previously forgotten his own self, his atma, now he will awaken to his true spiritual existence. And he is ready to give everything up for the service of the sadhu. So Goswami Maharaj would give five rupees every month to Prabhupada. And whatever collection he do, he would send everything to the temple there to Chaitanya Mata. Or he would send everything through Nishikanta Sanyal to Prabhupada. And then slowly, at the time in Mayapur, Prabhupada just stayed in a mud hut. So Prabhupada decided that the Janmasthana of Mahaprabhu it should be a beautiful temple built there. But at that time, Mayapur was a village. Because there were no like brick factories there. There some laborers would come and they'd make some huts made of earth. But how would they, but how would they make bricks? Because you see, you need coal to make bricks. Then Prabhupada, he told Goswami Maharaj to arrange for some coal. Because Goswami Maharaj would go everywhere preaching. Everyone should respect him so much. Just by seeing him, anyone would see him. He was not just a Bengali Sahib. He won over everyone's hearts. Go everywhere. To the owners of these factories, coal mines, everywhere. So he told Prabhupada, don't worry. Prabhupada, I'll arrange for this coal. And also, I work for the railways, so I'll make sure there's a, that a, a, there's a goods train, so I'll make sure the bogey, each bogey of the train will be used to carry this coal to Mayapur. So he went to this uh, owner of this coal mine and he said, send us one like train load of coal, we'll have to use that coal to burn and make bricks, build a temple for Mayapur, his birthplace in Mayapur. He said, how much do you want? He said, give as much as you want. As much as you can give. Then he said, take as much as you want. And he said, I have an entire train ready. I have like 15, 20 bogies ready. So just load everything up there in the train. He said, alright, I'll give you the coal. But, but who will load and unload all these bricks, all these coal? Pieces of coal. Then he said, you'll also have to do this. You'll have to load and unload. And you'll also have to give the payment for the strain to go from Krishnanagar to Mayapur. So the distance between Krishnanagar and Mayapur is 25 kilometers, 25-30. Same, the strain was arranged to go from there. This coal. And this person, he even sponsored loading, unloading, everything. And then they took some, they took some mud. And then they started uh, burning this freshly mowed earth. 
and then they burnt this coal and then they made bricks and then they made a nice temple for Mahaprabhu. They made nice residential quarters for all the brahmacharis. Then they made a nice guest house for the visiting pilgrims and they made a nice temple, this Chaitanya Mat. And then they went to this king of Vartaman who also had a coal mine. So then they met this king of Vartaman, very pious man. So then again they bought a lot of coal from him on a reserve train. And then because of Goswami Maharaj's efforts, beautiful ashram was built for the brahmacharis, Natya Mandir, and then cooking, and kitchen for cooking. We had everything ready then, Mayapur. So then he, took, he told Prabhupada, if you give me the order, I'll resign for my job. And my whole life, I'll offer in your service. I want to engage in your service my whole life. So some people, they said that you are already giving your money to the temple. You are collecting so much, but if you come to the temple here, then how can you render these same services? Because you see, so many people, they come to the temple and they become like a deity. They become murti. You see, at least the walls, at least the walls have some strength. But then, those who come to the temple, they become deities. And one one deity has so many sevaks to worship that deity. So every person who comes here, he becomes a deity, then he needs sevaks to eulogize him, serve him, glorify him, carry out his orders. So then they said, oh Maharaj, you want to be a sevak or a savior? He said, just by coming to the temple, will one become savior and not have the tendency to render any seva? And they said, this is only like, this is only like for some time. You see, once you start dressing them as Prabhu, and start touching their feet, respecting them, then they think, oh, I'll see how I've become now. See what I was and now what I am. And they say, he's lost now, in between. Oh, he's become a deity. No, he's become an acharya. He's become a guru. No, he says, everyone should glorify me, worship me. Now, where is this tendency to serve? How can you serve then? So that time, Prabhupada even the same Prakrit Prabhu. Because he is no longer Prakrit. He is a Prakrit. He's transcendental. So then he said, Prabhu, you bestow such mercy that my whole life I can engage in service of others. And even every drop of my blood. Not even one moment I will lose in the service of others. Every drop of my blood will only be used in yourself and not in the service of any other person. So even though everyone was refusing, still Prabhupada said. Prabhupada, everyone was telling him, Prabhupada, don't give him the order to leave home. But Prabhupada, he didn't pay heed to their words. He said, immediately you resign from your office and you come here and stay in Mayapur with me. So then Prabhupada, he, he gave him Harinam Diksha and he gave him Sanyas. And he said, no, you go preaching everywhere, all over India. So first of all, he went to, already there was, he went to Gaya. But so much preaching had already taken place in Kolkata. He was also a Sanskrit scholar. He knew English because he was there. He was a New Bengali Hindi 
because India was under the colonial rule. So he was very influential personality. Samaj Guru Nishtha. So there he went to Gaya. And you see in Gaya all these Pandas, Pandits, that is there. So he preached there and then he arranged a very nice preaching program for Prabhupada there. And there Gaya has many Smartha Brahmins. And there he opened a temple there. And then he went to Varanasi. And he preached there. And he made a very nice temple there. He came to Prayagraj, opened a temple there. And when he was thinking about Vrindavan, then the seven temples, they said no. There was the eighth temple. They said, we will not let Prabhupada enter here. cannot enter into any of these temples. And Gosai Maharaj, he was from a very high class Brahmin family. Gosai Maharaj and Bhaktaradai Ban Maharaj and Bhakti Brahmapuri is same Maharaj. We are all from Brahman families. Many of Prabhupada's disciples are very highly respected Brahman families. So they all came together to speak to these Gosais of the seven temples, saying, Prabhupada is coming, why are you not letting him enter inside? Why have you closed the gates for him? And they said, oh, what is he doing? Your Prabhupada, he is giving diksha to Shudras, Kablars, everyone, now everyone is cooking, they're offering boba. They become Acharyas now, they become Goshais and so they're criticizing him. So then Goswami Maharaj he said alright. He said in the place where I pass urine, even if I pass urine in one place, all your Brahminical status will be washed away in the place where I go to the bathroom. I'm from such a high class Brahmin family myself. Hmm? You see, if you are really a Brahmin, then would Bhagwan ever leave you? You see, now Bhagwan is left in down and he's going to Jaipur. And now you've made another deity of Bhagwan for your own business, maintenance. So are you, look, are you truly worshipping Bhagwan? Looking after your own families while collecting this money. You see, all these seven temples were there. They say, we listen to Goswami Maharaj's speech. The whole of Vrindavan was trembling now. Then they said, who are you trying to stop? You see, our Brahman community doesn't care for any of you. And our Guru himself is coming and you're letting him go inside. If you read that, if you read his biography, then your hair will stand on end. You read all those incidents that happened during Prabhupada's time. At that time, Imritala, this is the beat. At that time we saw there was a tamarind tree there. And then there was no temple there. There, as soon as you come out of this gate, there was a small baitok where Mahaprabhu was there. And there was a emily tree, tamarind tree. And then right beneath the temple was Yamuna Devi. And then gradually Yamuna Devi, she started receding. But before Yamuna Devi was right near Imlitala, the ghat was right there. Right near the Yamli tree, Tavern tree, Yamunadi was flowing. Now, now gradually she's receding. So then all the people there, they said, So all the people there, the devotees there, they said that this is the beat, this place of perfection, this Yopit we give to you, Gosai Maharaj. Because you're a very qualified person, so kindly take this symbol. 
from the brahmins of kishanpura gautampura they this temple of radha krishna is very ancient now we can no longer serve this temple so we offer this temple to prabhupada and after this meeting he brought prabhupada there very good so much sankirtan tumultuous sankirtan when prabhupada came then banki bihari they said no you cannot come here with your dandas mridankartas Sir Bangibari, he is very scared seeing all your thunders and bedangas. So this one temple did not allow him to come. Or else every temple, they all welcome Prabhupada there. In the Kishorpura, they gave this temple. It was under the control of the Brahman community. That time also there were so many problems. But this Imlitala temple was right near Sevakunj. That time the entire place was Sevakunj. So this place was given to Goswami Maharaj. Then Bhaktisam Goswami Maharaj went to Delhi. That time he made this temple on Hanuman Road. This has uh, come under the Green Park. No? Built. It's uh, Indraprastha Vodiyamot. Then he went to Bombay preaching. He go everywhere to all these factories. And there he He bewildered everyone by his nectarian words because no one had heard such nectarian words before. Because he was such a Nishkinchan, Nakinchan Vaishnava. Because he was an eternal associate of Bhagavan, so he was so qualified, capable. And Prabhupada, he said, we should open a temple in Naimisharanya. So in his preaching he came to Lucknow. From Lucknow he came to Ayodhya. And that day the temple had already been uh, started in Prayagraj. And then these patrikas were being published. Preachers were speaking Harikatha, books were being published. So he came to Naimisharanya. There is a landlord there. He said, He said, Oh Panditji, we have seen sadhus. But you are, we've seen many sadhus, but you are especially uh, very perfect sadhus. So any, any piece of land you like, you can take from us. And you, you can make a temple. And you can bring your guru here. So we brought Prabhupada there. Then, Krishnagrasangitan started the Shobhayatra. Not just, not just the Zamindar, the landlord. But people from Lucknow, Ilabad, Kanpur, all these very uh, influential people, they all came to see him. Because they knew that Saranga Maharaj was very highly posted government official. But he left everything aside. And, and when he speak Harikatha, he'd say, he just, I'm just a serving, servant, subsisting on the remnants of Prabhupada. He'd say, just listen to Prabhupada speak Harikatha. But Prabhupada's Harikatha was very deep. Follow so much Tattasiddhanta. He'd use such words, such embellishments, such meters, and such other literary ornaments that, and it would flow like an endless stream of nectar. But they couldn't understand anything that he would say. They'd understand very little. So then they'd tell Goswami Maharaj, now you kindly repeat whatever he has said in, in simpler language. 
Because we are not such scholars that we can understand what he has said. We cannot even touch the words he has spoken. So in Goswami Maharaj, he would explain in very simple language what a Prabhupada had spoken. When the Zamindar of Nemisarana, he said, I'll give you this piece of land, but Pandiji, don't ever leave us. Because now we cannot leave you. We have not seen such a sadhu like you. Then he said, Mahas, my Guru Maharaj orders me, I can do. Because whatever Guruji wants, this says, I should do, I'm surrender to him, I'm not independent. Then Prabhupada, he said, No, you go fishing. In the West, at the time, the kings of India, in the British rule, the kings had their own uh, provinces. But they give tax to the British government. There was the king of Vardhaman, Chhatrapur, Kaliyar, Murcha, Harish, all these kings. Samasimaji, it is such preaching that they said, when you go to the West, whatever expenses you'll have to bear for your ticket, everything we'll give. Sir, so we met the governor of Calcutta. Sir John Anderson. He also made him meet Prabhupada. In, in the Kolkata parliament, he spoke the assembly hall. At the time, in the corner, he came to the Darshan of Mayapur. At the time, Param Gurudev Goswami Maharaj, they received this John Anderson. When John Anderson met Prabhupada, when he met, he invited Prabhupada to speak there at the parliament in Kolkata. See, when Bhaktivinoda Thakur spoke there, they said he's a Bible thief. Because he knows everything from the Bible. So he's stealing from the Bible and he's speaking to everyone. But when Prabhupada started speaking, then they were completely blown away. They were trembling. Although they were Englishmen themselves, they had never heard such English before. They said, we ourselves are Britishers, but the English that he has just spoken, the words that he has used, we don't even know if the words he has used is found in our dictionary. We don't even know if these words even exist in our dictionary. So then they asked him, did you understand anything, what he has spoken? Kaswai Maharaj asked them. Then they said, how, how good? This lecture that he has just delivered can only be delivered from a very extraordinary personality. As these words were entering our ears, these words like cooled our hearts so much. It was like a stream of nectar. No, we don't want to, any, they don't want anything else other than this nectar. You see, Prabhupada, he'd give, he'd give instructions and he'd also, like there's one book called Upakyan Upadesh where Prabhupada through stories, he gave many instructions. So once there was a British judge, he'd always give judgments. And one day the judge, he, he had a big beard and he had long hair, so he shaved himself completely. And he was sitting there, this judge. And you see this Muslim, also he shaved his head, cut his mustache and beard. And as he saw him, he started laughing so much. Because he couldn't speak Bengali. He had learned little Bengali. Because he was a judge, he had to learn little Bengali. Because villagers don't speak English, so he had to learn the local dialect language. So he was laughing and he said, Oh, you've eaten a jackfruit. Then he was, judge was also laughing, he was laughing. So then what is he saying? I've eaten a jackfruit. And he said, Oh sir, I've not committed any mistake. I've not done any wrong. Don't hang me. 
Don't punish me. Don't have me hung. And the judge was saying, Oh, I know you eat a jackfruit, you eat a jackfruit. So previously, there was a ripe jackfruit. In Bengal, you see these jackfruits are very sweet. You don't, even rasgulla and all the fruits are like nothing. Because these fruits are so nice. So when someone had offered this jackfruit to the judge, the judge, he opened the jackfruit, the entire house became so fragrant. But the, and then he started eating this jackfruit. And as he was eating this jackfruit, he had long beard. And he had long hair. So the time, he, as he was eating, he would, he would, uh, clean his hands using his beard and hair on his head. And so he finished the entire jackfruit. And then when he tried washing his hands, what happened? The glue there of the jackfruit, it wasn't being, it couldn't be washed away. Then he tried washing his hands, then the glue became even more attached to his hands. Then he was thinking, how can I get this glue off of me? Now when he was eating, he had put this glue all over his beard. Then he put, then he put some soap around his beard, then his beard became even more entangled in that glue. And his hair also became entangled, the hair on his head, in that gluey thing. And so he was applying more shampoo, more soap, but still, this glue was being like, couldn't be taken away. Then the servant came, he saw the Britisher, he was very angry. Then he was saying, all these Indians are cheaters. What has he given me? You see, I had such nice long wavy hair, greasy hair. And you just see what he's done. They said, bring the barber here. And he called the barber. And then he shaved his entire head and beard. And how did he clean his hands? Then he put some oil in his hands, and then the oil and hands became clean. Like you see, if you cut bananas, your hands become black. If you cut pumpkin, your hands become black. Then just use some lime juice, then your hands will become clean. Similarly, when you're cutting jackfruit, your hands sometimes they become very sticky. Even your head becomes sticky. Then what should you do? You should just put some oil, and that sticky thing will go away. So he says, Brisha also was laughing at the Muslim. Oh, you have shaved your head because you will see eaten a jackfruit. Therefore, you shaved yourself. Then the Muslim start crying, no, no, I have not eaten a jackfruit. And then the judge said, yes, yes, you have eaten. He said, no, no. He said, he said, and he said, Prabhupada, he was speaking this story. So then Prabhupada, he was, through the story, he was explaining. Then this person was thinking, how did he know that I have eaten a jackfruit? And so he, he was joking with him. So then when he understood that that person who does wrong, who's stealing, doing wrong, who's enjoying, what will he do? He'll see any other person and he'll think, oh, he's also done the same thing like me. Therefore, he's suffering. Prabhupada, through this story, he said that one person, he thinks the other person has done the same thing like him. And this judge, he thought that this Muslim person had also eaten a jackfruit like him. So this other person was thinking, how does he know that I have eaten this jackfruit? So similarly, a sadhu, just by seeing another person, he knows how, how his temperament is, how his mentality is. Immediately he'll speak, speak out how that person is. So that time Queen Elizabeth, she was the empress. So then they took permission from Allah, to go to England. And he'll preach the Sanatan Hindu Dharma. So then the queen, she said, first he should, she should come meet, he should come and meet me and the king, and then he should go preaching. Because we want to check him first, see what he's going to preach. So then he went there. 
So he went there and then they made arrangements for him to stay. And when the queen heard, when the queen Elizabeth heard, all the ministers, they heard him speak, they became so attracted. Then they said, you should come everywhere and speak in all these religious assemblies, in these churches where all these bishops, popes, padres, father, nuns, in all these monasteries, you should speak where all the Buddhists are and all the other dharmas, the other Muslims, Jews, everywhere you should come and speak. Because all of them, they only say Bhagwan is formless. And, Bhag- and Goswami Maharaj said, how can you say he's formless? He has a transcendental form. Then they said, how can you say that he has a form? Can you show his form to us? Then Goswami Maharaj, he said, alright, I can show you his form. Just give me three days time. Then I'll show you how Bhagwan looks like, how God looks like. But he spoke, he said in his speech that the soul has a form. The soul is not the body. He quoted from the Bible, Quran, Sharif, how the soul has a transcendental form. He said, just in your Bible it has been written. In your Quran it is written. See, in the books of the Buddhists it has been written. The Bhagavan has a form, and according to his own form he has made all the human beings in all of creation. But they said, we don't, we don't, alright, we want to see Bhagavan by our own eyes. You show us who Bhagavan is. Give us proof that he has a personal form. We only agree to your words if Bhagavan himself shows himself to us. Or else what is the use of just saying, oh, this has been said in the Bible. Because you see there are also, they were, they were like atheistic Christians. Like you see in the Hindu society, the Arya Samajis, they don't follow the Hindu texts. Similarly, there are also these, uh, certain section of Christianity, they don't follow the Bible. They said none of them would accept Bhagavan's rupa, his form. They say, Nishakti, Nirgun, Mayavadis are always saying this. That he has no potency, he has no form, no qualities. He's like important. So that time then, Sarangasai Maharaj was in England. He was praying to Prabhupada. Prabhupada, I told them that I'll have to show Bhagavan to them. No, I'll have to prove. So please help me. So one night, he, he was chanting Harinam. And then, he was praying to Mahaprabhu. In Prabhupada. Next right. And 24 hours had passed. Then he saw Bhagavan himself appeared in his heart and gave him darshan. And he said, Whatever you said, I'm here to hear. I'm not far from you. You see right there, near the park there's a huge tree. Underneath the tree there's a jungle. Come there and take me away from here. And and have everyone have and have arranged for everyone to have my darshan. Then they'll see. They have a beautiful form. Here I'm in my four hundred form. Chaturbhujrupa. So next day he looked everywhere. And then he especially looked for that tree. He saw that park, that forest. There he saw Bhagavan was present in his Chaturbhuj form. He saw Bhagavan's deity, then he was completely overcome by ecstasy. All these Asati appeared on him. 
Then on the third day, he showed all of them. Just see, Bhagavan, he has appeared in this form. In England, just to bless all of you. Now have his darshan. And they all had his darshan. And they said, did you bring him from somewhere? He said, no. I found him right here. And if you want to ask anything, if you want to know anything. But as soon as they saw this deity, they had then, their mouths were like completely shut. You see, before they were arguing so much. But just by saying, they're having darshan of Chaturbhaj Narayan, then they said, no, we can no longer ask him anything. You see, Madhavendra Puri appeared, Gopal appeared to Madhavendra Puri. Well, that was natural, because Braja is like Gopal's house. But how could we appear in England, this, this country which is very far away? So then, after his having darshan, all the members of the royal family, like the queen, everyone, they came, arranged nice place for temple, arranged for him to offer Bogarati, everything. What's the name, say box? And they say, he, he started preaching there. So when he came to Madras to meet Prabhupada, there all, there's so many to receive him. Then he came to Calcutta. And then, there in Bhagavad Gautama, they took him there. They took the Thakurji there also. There was a huge festival. There was a huge procession. Then they took him there and they put Thakurji there in the temple. And after that they would decorate so many, they would decorate him with so many jewels. It seemed Thakurji had become covered by these jewels. And after some days, they saw Thakurji had disappeared from the temple. Now the Pujari, he was thinking, now what can I do? I'm always locking in the temple. All the jewels were there. The clothes, everything was there. But Thakurji was not there. So then he started fasting. Started praying. So Prabhu, what mistake have I done? And he said, you see, you called me for this special, you had this special request. So now I came. Now I'm again going. I, I, I have no desire to stay forever. Whenever you have a need, I'll come. I'm not far from you. I'm always with you. At this time, this is Kali Yuga. No one is Kali Yuga, especially Mahaprabhu, this is their time. They are preaching Dharma. They are attracting everyone to their movement. So why did he appear in a 400 form? Because if he won't have appeared in a 400 form, then they won't have believed him. They won't, even if Mahaprabhu had appeared, they won't have believed him. Because when they see Vishnu, with Shankarachakrata Padma, this Narayan form, very effulgent form, you see, the Gaudiya Patika that was published during that time, you see, in all the newspapers this was published, everyone knew what happened. Right? It'd be like, huge line, just to have his darshan. And those who are most fortunate, they had darshan of this deity. And the deity disappeared. And when he was preaching, he came to Delhi. There in Karolbag, in Malika Ganj, in Ajapak, he opened big temples there. 
more than where uh, Kirjari Gaudiyamat is, right near, right beside the temple. His temple was also there. His temple in Nandagao, in Kolkata, in Jagannathpuri, in Mayapur. There was a very huge temple there. Shodhyan. And this way he opened a temple everywhere. If anyone would come to take Diksha from or take shelter of him, then he'd say, first listen to Ari Katha, to Bhagavad Katha. If you don't listen to Bhagavad Katha, if you don't listen to Gurudvikrishna and Mantra Devata, then the Mantra Devata will appear in your heart. If you don't have faith towards him. First Diksha is Hari Katha. Listen to Hari Katha. And by listen to Hari Katha, then When this quality is into your heart, then your faith will increase. And then this Nishtharuchi, Ashakti, Bhav, then you'll enter into that stage. And Bhagavan, he'll appear in front of you. Then, he'll have this Tipikyan. Else you get mantras, but you have no faith towards the mantra devata, predominating deity of the mantra. So first listen to Harikatha, have this faith. So Maharaj Hodi speak Harikatha. All the specialities of Prabhupada. And uh, just as he, he fulfilled the innermost shastis of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. When this temple of Imlitala was given to him, at that time, he, all the pandits, Scholars who were in Vashmandal, he called all of them. And he organized a meeting, Sabha. And then he requested them. This Imlitala is Siddhabhumi, where Mahaprabhu's Baitak is Padapit, embrace of his lotus feet. They're all found here. This place on the banks of the Yamuna. Mahaprabhu is always sitting here. Because Mahaprabhu, he didn't stay in Vrindavan. So they asked, he asked the scholars. Mahaprabhu is Krishna himself. So if he would have come to Vrindavan, he could have just stayed here, brought everyone here to Vrindavan. This is his place. Then the Pandigas, according to their understanding, they answered his question. Then Kusai Maharaj, he said, Krishna ya Pirvidanga Kanti or Radharani. And here in Imlitala you see Rishivati Radharani. Radharani disappeared. Krishna was looking everywhere for her. Then he sat down underneath this Imli tree. Sat playing on his foot and he called out Radharani. But as he was remembering Radharani and calling out to her, then the younger Kanti of his body, his bhav, they all changed. They all became exactly Radharani. His Kantir Vilopita, his own blackish form, was lost now, and he was covered by the golden hue of Srimadhi Radhika. Now he was 
very golden. That is Gaur If you see when he is in his form as Krishna, he is Sham Sundar. They don't say that he was so black. But his name itself means Sham Sundar. He is Raj Bihari, Ras Bihari. He is Golok Bihari. So Mahabharu came with the mood and complexion of Radharani. So if you were still in Radhaan, then you would have been overcome by this Krishna Bhav. And once this, this mood would have been awakened that he is Krishna himself, then Mahabharu couldn't have controlled himself. Because one who has then this mood of appearing with the mood of Srimati Radhika would have been lost. Why? Because now he'll be established in his Swarup as Krishna. He, what did he do? He concealed his Swarup. He covered his Swarup. See, Krishna first he obtained the Swarup for some time. And he became so happy. And then he playing on his float. He didn't say Radha Radha. First he was chanting Radha Radha. And then he comes on Radha Bhav. Krishna himself starts chanting Krishna Krishna. Because he was now Radhamoy. See, Radhamoy is greater than even being Shammoy. Completely absorbed on the Shrimati Radhika. We say, if anyone takes shelter of him, remembers him, and offers himself to him, then, that such, then such realizations will not be had anywhere else. Even Krishna cannot have such realizations. So in Krishna, appeared as Mahabharata, the moon to Krishna Radharani, then, you see, he never wanted to leave. First in Dhamparigo for three days, three nights, for some time, he had obtained this. But now he had obtained this eternally. And become to Vrindavan, so everything was arranged. And then, you see, Krishna, what does he do? Then starts the Mahabharata war, starts killing all the demons, uses the Darshan Chakra. See, Karaj, Jarasand, Kalyavan, Kansasya, Shubhal, Tantavakra, they were all liberated by Krishna. In 18 days, there was no, after the 18 day Mahabharata war, no king remained in India. All of one's brothers, relatives, they were all killed in that war. They were all sacrificed in Kurukshetra. Even on Kurukshetra, if you were, there is no house there. Because the place full of so much blood. And you see all that blood, that bones, that flesh. It's made the land very infertile there. So Krishna, he didn't desire this. Therefore Mahabharu, he didn't stay in Vrindavan. And then, this Vichara, Vashishtha of Mahabharu, speciality of Mahabharu, what is so special about Radharani's Bhav Kanti? What is he come to give? He started describing everything. At that time, the Vindavan was a forest, there were only seven main temples. But when he spoke all these tattvas, then Vindavan attained a very nice swarup. Then he made this Sevakanda. And this way, he published these very nice books about Mahaprabhu. And stories and start preaching everywhere. Throughout Rajamandal, all the towns, villages. So therefore, 
and Prabhupada gave him sannyas. Then he said, Now your name will be Bhakti Saranga Kusai Maharaj. For his Aprakrat Prabhu. Now he is Kusai. What is the meaning of Saranga? The name of Srimad Radhika's Veena is called Saranga Tanur. And she has his Kachapi Veena. So any words that come from this, uh, you see already the Veena is a very sweet sound. You see the sound of the Veena is very pleasing to the ear. So, so much sweetness. One listens to his, even once, never forget that sound, life after life. This is called Shruti Vidya, Shota Parampara. When, not just Prabhupada, when Bhangurudev, before he took sannyas, he, he said that Bhangurudev was senior to him, so he should respect him so much. So then, Bhangurudev wrote this book, Mayavad Ki Jeevani. So he said, this is Vaishnavajai, the victory of the Vaishnavas. He said the victory of the Vaishnavas has been proclaimed. The defeat of the Mayavadis has been told everywhere. So therefore, Sarangasvim Majika is titled, Parangurde, Pashandakajaika Simha. What did he do? He cut all the arguments of the Mayavadis. He go everywhere cutting the arguments of Shankarachari. They said, oh, this is Shadrik Basha. This is not, this is a commentary based on the body. Not on the mind as well. What is speak of the soul? Therefore, Sharik Bhakti is only on the platform of the body. And Yoga Swami, you see, he has spoken, he has written the Satsandabhas, the four Vaishnava Chari books. So, they say, to read these Sandarbhas, to understand them is very difficult. Very few can understand and assimilate these instructions. So, here, in this very Vrindavan, when the Sadhguru Swami is, Started speaking in the Satsandarbhas. Then when Sarangasai Maharaj would explain the Satsandarbhas, then the Koshas of the seven temples, the Smathas, the Papajis, they all come and listen to speak Harikatha. Therefore, you see, in Vrindavan, the Gaudiyas have so much standing here. They are respected here. Or before, it wasn't like this in Vrindavan. Like when Param Gurudev came, he wanted to enter one temple. Then they closed the gate. Then they said, start fighting then. Everywhere I was. And then the end, the Gaudiya's won. Then they had to open the temple. And Barsana also, the same problem happened. That happened in the month of Karthik. So only have one thing, that they only have this one problem. Why is he giving Diksha to people, everyone? Why is he giving them Brahman thread? Why is he making them coke of a boga? There's no consideration of caste creed. It's like, no, they don't even respect those born Brahman families. No, no one respects these Brahmans. And then they say, now that they're not respected, then how will they earn money? Prabhupada, you would say, 
then one's varna ashram is determined according to one's qualities. One should respect it. One should be respected as such. According to his qualities. Also according to his birth. How can you judge him? The son of a judge will not necessarily be a judge. The son of a doctor will not necessarily be a doctor. So the son of a Brahmin will not necessarily be a bona fide Brahmin. If one even takes birth in a Brahmin family, he doesn't follow any Brahminical rules, doesn't follow Dharma, then how can he be called a Brahmin? Then So his place of appearance is Bankuda. In Kishyari. In nearby is Vishnupur. His place of Virambir. He used to rule over this place. So in that place, where all these Brahmins are present, and they all took shelter of Prabhupada. Then they said, despite being a Brahmin, he has taken the shelter of someone else. It's a great insult to our society. So then he went there and started preaching. He went to temple there, made an ashram there. And just see how he preached. He offered the entire Brahmin community. In the Lord's feet of Prabhupada. And he was saying, who's dear to Bhagavan? So today he says, Avir Bhavtati. So many things that can be said about him. He heard from the Guru Varga that if you glorify the Vaishnavas, if you listen to their qualities, their glorification, if you have faith towards them, if you have respect for them, then, then this is enough for us. Then Bhaktivedanta will gradually appear in our hearts. Then she will never leave. For you know, all these different Lilasthalis, ashrams, you know, everything is going on very nicely. Bhagavan Seva, Sevok, Sevoks. And you know, they're preaching his siksha and everything else. But his speciality was that in Nimritala, he established the deities of God Nithai. In other Nashadavan also, he established the deities of God Nithai. In other God Yamats, there's only Mahaprabhu by himself. Mahaprabhu Radha and Krishna. But in his ashram, even in Jagannath Puri, God Nithai are present there. Radha Krishna also there. But, Gaurnitya Nandar also there. So in Prabhupada's time, Mahaprabhu and Radha and Krishna would be established on the altar. Because Mahaprabhu is found in five forms. And five forms are one. There's no difference there. Similarly, if you keep Nityananda near you, then it will be like Rasabhas. You see? Archan, Puja, Bhogarag, everything should be done in a separate place. Not in one place. Otherwise, why will Radharani stay? In that place. Radharani, even when she cannot stay with Krishna, and if Nityananda Baldev rules there, she will never come to that place. 
ഗുരു ജഗന്നാഥ് പുരി ജസ്റ്റ് ഇൻഫ്ലേഷൻ 
Krishna wanted to meet the master. And he said, take one lakh rupees. He said, no. No means no. He said, then how will, uh, then how will, you see, our owner, he will not meet you. Then he said, all right, I'll come next year. If he doesn't want to see me now, I'll come after one year. After one year, he went and he saw, there was no office, there was no building, nothing there, no company. He said, have I come to the wrong place? And there he saw on the, on the payment, some person, he was covered in rags. He was covered in rag clothes and he was selling some very insignificant things. And he said, hey, there was an office here before, where is it now? There was this company. Then that person said, oh, Maharaj, all that was finished. And he said, where is the owner of this place? Then that person said, oh, the, I am the same owner of that master. And he said, I came to see you one year before. And then I promised that I'd return after one year. And you told me, I'll give him as much money as he wants. But I folded my hands and I said, I don't want any of this. No, I can speak to you. So at that time, I never had darshan with the sadhus. And I wanted to, I don't have anything now. And he left everything. No. Yeah, there's no guarantee even if I'll receive any food during the day. But I just sit there in the hot sun on the cold winter and now I utilize my time. So they say this person, this owner had become so humble now, he'd become bigger. See, Sudama when he came, he bought a few grains of chipped rice to Krishna. What Krishna do? He made a huge like palace for him. Huge city for him. This poor bandar for Sudama he brought. So they say, Bhagavan has given everything. But still sadhus come, they say, Chase the sadhus away from here. Sadhu has not come to take anything. He's come to give. So that time, they called him to the ashram. They spoke Harikita to that person. And they said, what do you want? If you want to do your business, then Bhagavan is made this very nice city for Sudama. So will Bhagavan not give you as well whatever you want? He said, no, I don't want anything. No, I don't even want any Satkati. I only want to be under this ashray and I'll only do as you, as you desire. Because now I've experienced, I understood everything now. Because who will stay for long in this world? One doesn't have Atmagyan. Then, they become very scared on seeing a sadhu. Seeing all the sadhus come to take something away from us. Oh, he'll take everything away from us. This is short weeping. But you see, Bhagavan, he gives and he also takes away everything. He is the one who gives and he takes everything away. So Goswami Maharaj, he'd smile and he'd say, if any sadhu comes to your doorstep, and if you don't give him anything, it would have been better if you gave him something. If you don't give him anything, then he'll take everything away from you. Then who will, what can you possibly give him? He'll take everything away from you. You see, in our case, we are so proud. How can we meet others? You take, this is Goswami Maharaj, he said, I have not come to take anything from you, I have come to give. He said, there's so many incidents that have taken place in his life. So he heard these leaders from Guru Arga. At the time, by staying with Guru Dev, somehow we had darshan. 
Send his glories. Hari Bhul. 